I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard. Making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast. Today is back to school day for many of the children. Uh, hopefully you've done your school commute and that's out the way. Um, hopefully the uh, Yeovil Town players are back to school today and are going to be put through their paces by Chris Hargreaves and the team. Here to talk about the... Oh, what did you put on Twitter earlier, Dave? Insert your own adjective here. Loss at the hands of newly promoted York City, is Dave Coates. Lackluster was the word I used. <laughs> Not strong enough. Uh, exactly, based yeah, on yeah, some yeah. of the comments. I know, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I thought lackluster was um was pretty strong. I I even looked up the uh, the dictionary definition of the word lackluster. Lacking in vitality, force or conviction, uninspired or uninspiring. I mean that I, I that sounded that's what it sounded like to me. Ticked a lot of the boxes, and also here is uh, Ben. All right, Ben. Hello. Uh, just to say, it's not back to school day. Uh, Ollie doesn't go back until Wednesday. Ah, wow. Well, so, down in Somerset, we're back to normal tomorrow. Unfortunately, Yorkshire teachers get two more days, two more agonising, 48 agonising hours of just trying to get through this holiday. Parents, 
we've we've nearly got there, guys and girls. We've nearly got there. This isn't Ollie Holbrook we're talking about here, though. He's not. He, he's not uh, going back to school on Wednesday. I don't think so. No. 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 no that's fine. No. Oh. But yes. Um. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Um. There was some football yesterday. And yeah, there was. Ian, Ian, you drew the short straw because you had to watch it. I did. We've sort of were, you know, we sort of teed me up a little bit as we win when I go, and that's fallen yeah. at the first hurdle now, isn't it? We were doing all right, weren't we? And uh, and I think it was probably more the performances that uh, you know heard you talk so passionately about. Um, but yeah, didn't really seem to talk us. Talk us through what, what what did we think of the team? Because he changed he changed a few. Obviously, um, Alfie Bond had, had left, which he hadn't left when we spoke last. Had he um, on on transfer deadline day? He'd, uh, he'd gone to Wolves, so so he'd gone. But the other changes were Matt Worthington was injured. We think. Yeah, well, it sounded like Matt Worthington, his numbers weren't ready for him to play. I think. Based on the two ninety minutes in the short, <laughs> like a lottery or something, <laughs> short amount of time, it sounded like he was. They didn't think he was fit enough to to play really. Wow. Um, he got a couple of lucky stars and a bonus ball. He'd have, <laughs> he'd have been all right, exactly. Which was a, a bit of a shame because he's been one of our you know key performers. So I, I when I saw the team sheet, I thought that we were going to move Josh Staunton up, and we'd have a three of Williams, Hunt. And Ben Richards Everton with Wakefield at wing back and record at wing back. And then a um yeah, Staunton Perry Diath trio with Fisher Mao up top. But um yeah, when they started warming up, Staunton was the middle with a three, Williams at wing back, and then Charlie Wakefield through the middle. And oh, it just didn't feel like at any point that anything particularly worked. Um we weren't very there was no co- cohesion with the ball we were really cheap in possession like we lost it so many times in just silly areas there was like easy passes to one another that just weren't on um and we'd you know either kick it too hard boot out of play or hoofed it down the channels and there, there were a few moments with Ben Richards Everton and Max Hunt where they just didn't look comfortable we're trying to play the ball and it felt like you know the whole mantra a little bit has been you know let's keep the ball and play it but they were trying to do it getting closed down by york city panicking and then just lumping it down the channels and they were so i know there's been a lot of a lot of comments on social media about it being a bit darren way-esque in terms of quality and it it did remind me of that i always felt the common theme of watching darren way's teams was one player would pass it to the other without really giving a thought of what that player was going to do with the ball because they sort of were just getting rid of it without knowing who they were going to pass it to. And there was a lot of that. So we'd give it to Jamie Record, but Jamie Record would have no one in front of him or no one near him to give the ball to and then would sort of get hounded out of it or lose it cheaply. So it just felt like a team that hadn't really played together. And I know we made changes, but... You know, a lot of these players, have, there was no one in there particularly who's not been around the group or not been involved. You know, Will Dawes was um, not in the squad after his signing. So it was all players who've been about for a while and played with each other. And it just, 
oh, just a really, really bad, bad day performance wise. Right, that sums up. Brilliant. Excellent day very much. <laughs> and on Thursday, we'll be talking about the uh, working game. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Yeah. So, Ian, I was going to say, because you and Sheridan both pointed out quite early that it was windy, or there was a unpredictable wind, you referred to it as, I think, because <laughs> uh, I put that in for the conditions on the match report. Um, so, the idea of hoofball, basically, which sounds like we were playing a bit of, in windy conditions, I mean, I'm not a professional footballer, hard as it may be to believe, <laughs> uh, never have been, um, but even I know that... I like how he didn't say never will be either. It's not hey, ruling well, out. Don't, don't <laughs> call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Um, <laughs> you got to come back from somewhere, I guess. Anyway, so, yeah, even I know that's not a good idea. And that got picked <laughs> up in a couple of comments, I seem to remember. Was that a yeah. problem? Yeah, well... The manager it was... mentioned it, didn't he? Yeah, so it was it was an unpredictable wind. You know, like Hewish Park, when you play there sometimes, the wind's all over the place, and it was against us in the second half, with us in the first half. But there were just moments where you they'd play it long, and all of a sudden it would there'd be like a gust where it got caught and the ball would just stop, or it would go up in the air and then drop much shorter than it would have done. But I think I don't... I don't want to blame the wind because both teams had to contend with a wind and York City got it on the ball and got it on the floor and were like really good with it. I just, I think we bypassed the midfield and it's not the first time that I feel that we've done that. Um, I think, so Lawson, Death and Sam Perry in the middle. Lawson was, which you'd expect, he was the one who sort of offered for it a lot more and was trying to get things happening. But at times it felt like we had seven at the back and three up front. So such was the like space in between. And York City, just in that midfield area, just seemed to have so many more bodies or they had the players in those positions that just picked up the spaces. And we really needed an extra one in there. And we kind of, Charlie Wakefield kind of dropped back into the hole a little bit, but wasn't, he didn't have a very good game, really. I, th- I think he looked uncomfortable. He didn't really know. I don't think he's... We kind of shoehorned him into the Tom Knowles role a little bit yesterday, and he's he's just not that player. He's not... He, he needs to be wide, and he's not... He's not. Unfortunately, I don't think he's a wing-back either, and I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, tactics and all that type of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I just felt like we, we ended up resorting to doing it you know kicking it long because there was no one offering in midfield and the gap was just massive like we had to go long and there was a point in the first half where Max Hunt picks up the ball in that sort of right back position runs forward with it and he just sort of runs into a crowd of his own players because no one's moved around or you know no one's made a run and then he boots it to Malachi Linton and kicks it too hard so he can't control it there was lots of little errors like that um yeah so the midfield the midfield stuff was what i felt was the biggest sort of biggest deficiency yesterday and i think in my conclusions that we've posted i've said how we've spent you know a lot of time recruiting up top and wingers 
and centre backs because we're going to play three centre backs. And I feel like we've kind of neglected that centre midfield area if we're going to rely on just three in Sam Perry, Worthington and um, Lawson DF to do that. Are we, as a club, is Chris Hargreaves tactically overcomplicating the issue at this point? We've tried different formations, different people in different formations. We've tried threes. We've tried three, four threes. We've tried three, five twos. We've tried a four, four, two. We've put Wakefield at right wing back and up front and in the 10 and as the Tom Knowles. We've put Morgan Williams in the three at centre back, at right back, at right wing back. Is it any wonder they're a little bit confused? I don't know. I mean, when you put it like that, maybe. I mean, we start out, you know, we start out in that you know, that deliberate formation, you know, in the, in the first sort of five or 10 minutes, you know, Jamie record was in his, you know, default spot high up in the opponent's 18 yard box. And he didn't really do it after sort of quarter of an hour, 20 minutes. I don't really remember him getting that far forward. Um, I don't know. There was lots. I felt like yesterday there was lots of fingers pointed at one another on the pitch. There were moments where York City players got in and Grant Smith's having a go at his defenders for having a shot. Josh Staunton's pointing at Max Hunt. They're all sort of, you know, pointing fingers at one another in certain situations. And I think when we there was a situation where we came up with the ball from the back and they're all sort of pointing at each other, telling them where to go to pass the ball. And no one's really... It, it, it doesn't feel natural at the moment. It doesn't feel like they're, you know, they're a team that have are used to play in this way. Um, and I do wonder if we're trying to, you know, trying to force it a bit and trying to, you know, stick with this tactic when maybe the players might be more suited to another tactic. And we had spoken on a couple of occasions now, I think, about how Chris Arcris is a manager that we think can tactically change things in in games. I mean, going back or, or going to the to the game from the um, from Saturday, the, uh, the the came out in the second half and it still didn't seem to work by the sounds of it. And then he brought on Toure and Sam Pearson after the hour, and did did that shift things tactically particularly or uh not really so charlie wakefield no charlie wakefield kind of stayed central and then sam pierce had a bit of a free role but it all we never got him on the ball we did only in the sort of stoppage time did we get jimmy torre on the ball and sam pierce and you know with it in you know where they're comfortable running with it in it it took ages for us to really get it under. And we were really under the cosh. I mean, York City played really well, really well. I mean, Lionel John Lewis was like one of the most complete strikers performances you'll see. You know, he flattened the players. He won, I think he pretty much won every header in the box. He put himself about, you know, missed a penalty. I think he was, wasn't the best penalty in the world. It's sort of, he hit it and Grant Smith sort of dived beyond it and it hit his legs um, as he's dived. So, yeah, I, you know, and the goal was, the goal was fortunate, you know, it, it was deflected in, but they deserved it. 
they did deserve the win and i just it's, it was just a one of those days to forget but hopefully one of those days that there isn't another one because that would be the concern you need to bounce back from bounce back from this performance because i think you can look at the wildstone game in isolation and say 10 men packed it packed all the players behind the ball to try and stop things whereas this was 11 v 11 and we just didn't play you talk about taking the Wilston game in isolation, and I think this harks back to a little bit what we were talking about last week of the Wilston game doesn't feel that bad if you hold on at Ultrium and if you get the win you deserve against Barnet. But actually, we haven't held on against Ultrium. We haven't got the win we deserved against Barnet. We didn't manage to get anything out of Wilston and then back that up with a, a poor loss you start to understand, and I start to understand, how important those moments are when you are on top. Because that's where the pressure comes. If we'd have held on against Alti, beaten Barnet, and scored the penalty against Wilson and won 1-0, we'd have been looking at nine points, and then we'd just write that off as a bit of a one-off blip and think, no, don't worry about it, we'll move on to Woking. But because of the accumulation of those performances and those differing, um, you know, the disappointing outcomes we feel considerably worse about this York result because you've given up, we're giving up very quickly any wiggle room you have to have poor performances like that. And it's just, it just, I think that's where a lot of my frustration comes from on, on this, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. That was, uh, I said a couple of weeks ago, those were games we needed to win and we've won neither of them. Um, and it, you know, where are we in the, I, I know we don't look at the table yet, but I know we're like 20th in the table. Uh, but that was the type of performance where you just think what's around the corner. Like it needs to, then that needs to springboard into something, whether it's a change in formation, which let, let's talk about the formation, I think, cause I think it's, you know, seven games in, is it seven games or eight? Seven. Um, and I don't know if we've seen, I don't feel like we've seen us progress in those seven games. The performances have lessened. I think we've got worse in, in games. Um, Here's a question for you then. Is the setup this three at the central defenders and then either a four or a five and then whatever's left up front. Is that part of or the entire reason that it could be argued we haven't seen the best out of our best players yet? Staunton, we'd probably say we haven't seen the very best of yet. He's had some good games and he's had some poorer games. Charlie Wakefield, one of our better players. We definitely haven't seen the best of him so far yet this season. Have we seen the best of Fish and Mal? Have we seen the best of Lawson Diaz in these in these four? Is, is the is the formation, is the tactical setup hindering our best players? Maybe. Then we've got to change it. <laughs> uh, is, is, is that not that? Is it, is that, is it just not that simple? I'm, I'm, I, honestly, I've I said to you guys earlier on the WhatsApp group, I've made notes. <laughs> I've, I have notes. Um, it, and it's I hard to say though, isn't to, it? 
I keep coming back to, do we need to just keep it simple? I'm not trying to go full Mike Bassett here. We're going to play 4-4, F in 2 and all the rest of it. I'm not trying to say that because you can keep it simple in a range of formations. But is it a case of we just need to reset? Just this is how we're going to do it. And you are, Charlie Wakefield, you are a wing back and stick with it. Charlie Wakefield, you are a striker and stick with it. Do we need to just need to stop chopping and changing for chopping and changing sake? Well, Charlie Wakefield, you're a winger because that's what you were last season and you were brilliant at it. Yeah, that's, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is if, if it's decided, he, he was three things in one game yesterday. Manager said it himself. He saw him in three different positions. Three things in nothing by the sounds of it. And if none of them are working, well, then that's a waste of Charlie Wakefield and how good he can be in whatever position it is. If we're bypassing midfield because it isn't working, that's a waste of 90 Lawson Diaz minutes, of which we know are a, a bit of a... Commodity. Uh, yeah, it's like gold <laughs> dust. And we've wasted 90 of them. Yeah, well, I, I think the other thing for me is Max hadn't, towards the end of last season and at the start of that season, Max Hunt was like brilliant, mm -hmm. a really good defender. And I think the one thing we've learned so far this season is in a back three, he struggles. I think he's uh, the, the type of defender who needs to be in a pair. And I think, you know, Morgan Williams is, he will play anywhere. He's And he's good enough to play anywhere, but he's not an attacking wing back. He's a defensive wing back. And, he put a couple of good crosses in um, in that game and got into good positions. But once York City sort of figured us out a little bit, he was on the back foot for a lot of the game. And the same with Jamie Record. Jamie Record spent most of the game in his own half, which is pretty unheard of um, so far. And I do think there's, you know, I think players should be able to play in a multitude of positions. I think you should be able to, they should have that in their locker, but then, you know, we're a National League team and perhaps there's a reason these players are National League players because, you know, they're suited to certain roles. And, I, you know, I've, I scribbled down a team earlier that we could play a 4-3-3 a three, three with Smith in goal, Johnson, Williams, Hunt and Record as a back four. Staunton sitting, Lawson Diath and Matt Worthington um, in midfield. Wakeford on the right, Toy on the left, and Fish or Mal up front. And I think, you know, if you've got Jimmy Torre coming inside from that left hand side and Jamie Record on the overlap, that feels like, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit too, you know, FM about this and played too many football manager saves over over time but i think there is personnel there to 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 do something different and and yesterday you know yesterday we could have we could have done that quite easily all it needed was to pull Josh Staunton forward into defensive midfield slide morgan williams to right back and just change it up a little bit tactically that way and i know you know the manager said he did change things tactically, but I felt, I don't think it was obvious enough. There was no point where I felt, oh, we've really changed shape here. It, it didn't feel like that. And then we take Alex Fisher off and bring on Jory Johnson. or And it that was just, so Jory Johnson was ready to come on and then York scored. 
and we made we still made that change and i don't think that was the right change to make was yeah. it the right change was it the right change to make it nil nil i think it was probably a nil nil it could have been because i think that would have been perhaps a shape change maybe but as it happened we were then chasing the game and you know Troy Johnson's hit the bar at the end but it was one of those where the corner was fizzed in and it never really looked like he got over it enough to go in it just sort of ricocheted off the top of the bar more than um it was a real real chance um yeah I just think we We've got personnel and, and we've recruited quite a lot, you know, with an extra couple of players in the end of the week. We've got we've got a squad. We're just very thin in midfield, you know. We miss Worthy and then we're suddenly relying on Sam Perry, who's not got a lot of games under his belt, and Lawson Diaz, who, like we've said, minutes are a commodity from him. Strange, isn't it? Because you think about the players that aren't involved or weren't involved yesterday, and you have Worthington, Rowe, not mentioned on the bench. Yeah, not mentioned at all. I'm uh, not sure what the situation is with him. It's only a short-term deal, wasn't it? So whether that was a that's bloody short-term. It's it <laughs> only been five minutes. It could have been. It could have. That could have been a, a thing for non-contract. Basically, that could have been a thing where if it's just for fitness, it's a non-contract thing, and he gets snapped up by somebody else somewhere. Um, the new lad who we we bought from um, Doors, nowhere, yeah, no, nowhere to be and he, seen. He wasn't on the side on a drum kit either, which was equally <laughs> disappointing. If he's not in the squad, at least get him on the on the squad. <laughs> at least get him, on, get the him on the match experience. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah a bit confusing. And, you know, Scrimshaw. You know, we've we brought in Scrimshaw with quite a bit of fanfare. This mm. guy's gonna be our. You know, he's a Going to score goals, come from the Bournemouth Academy. Gave him the number um, 11. And, you know, we've not seen him start a game yet. No, and, um, that, and you, you talk about the change that were made. Johnson coming on for Fisher. You could have argued that Scrimshaw should have come on for Fisher at that point. Yeah. And, you, I mean, you take off Fisher and Linton for Johnson and Pearson. Yeah. It's- and then you're bringing in... Um, you know, then you're moving Charlie Wakefield, who's just gone out to right wing back, is then having to come... In and play centre forward. Do, 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 do you understand how I'm thinking here with Charlie Wakefield? Yeah, yeah, totally. Our, our, he doesn't our, know whether he's coming or going. Exactly. He? And that is no way of getting the best out of one of your best players. He needs, a, he needs a defined, simplistic role. Here's what you're good at. Go and do it. Go yeah. and give left backs hell. It's, it's such a simple premise for someone like Charlie Wakefield in my mind. There are others... Shuri Johnson would be one. Morgan Williams would be one. Record would be one. Where actually their roles can be malleable, can change, can Ooh, be here malleable. Or there. I reckon yeah. that's the first malleable we've ever had on the Glovers <laughs> cast. Word of the day, Lou Roll. Um, <laughs> but for Wakefield, he's got to just keep it simple. I keep, I keep coming back to the three words I've written down. Keep it simple, and I don't understand. And I thought. I thought the manager after the match was a bit, maybe he needed a dose of rule too. Because it's, it is strange, and I, and I will allow a huge amount of, of context here. When someone sticks a, a microphone under you and asks probing questions after a game, it can be a bit difficult, can't it? But I was confused by some of his language. He said, at, at some point, the team should have decided it was an ugly nil-nil. 
and and try to shut up shop. So if we assume that was about the 75th minute before John Lewis scored, but he also talked about making positive changes at nil-nil to try and win the game. But you can't have both. You can't make positive changes at nil-nil and expect them to shut up shop. If you're asking your players to be positive, don't moan when they don't shut up shop. I, don't, I didn't quite understand the reference and the context of that. Was he saying, I've made all these positive changes. I tore for Williams. Yeah, positive change, definitely. Um, Pearson for Linton, not maybe quite so positive, but allowed others to sort of be in different areas. Is it then up to them to say, for, for Jimmy Torre to go, oh, I need to go be a bit more Morgan Williams now? Do you, know what I'm, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I, just, I don't think Jimmy Torre ever thinks he needs to be more Morgan <laughs> no. Williams. So I just we could it. all do with being a bit more Morgan Williams, yeah. though, I think. So how, how can it be both? And I wonder if that's just him. He's been asked some questions. He just doesn't. He wants the ground to open up and swallow him and go away and not be there. And if it is, I humbly apologise. But I, I was confused by that. And I was thinking, if you're on the pitch and you or your manager is making positive changes on the hour mark, to then be told that you should have shut up shop and dug out an ugly nil-nil. I'd be confused by that messaging. I'd be confused about shutting up shop and getting an ugly nil-nil against yeah, York City I, at home. Very valid point. It's a very, very valid point. And we've talked about st- setting our standards a little bit higher yeah. this season. And Wilson was one, and, and that that's, again, another one. But I'd have taken yeah. no points from Saturday. I mean, you did take no points. Like, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I take your point, Ben. I do think, yeah, it's a bit of a contradiction in terms of, you know, what we did and then hmm. perhaps what the feeling was. And it, maybe that's because those changes didn't work and he felt, actually, we're not getting control of this ball. We need to <laughs> solidify a bit. Um but that's you know that's two home games in a row where it's that second halves have all been about backs to the wall defending, um, and I think we tried. I do think we tried. Ben Richards Everton he sort of sticks out because he was kind of closest to us where he lost possession cheaply or he looked uncomfortable. He played a really shaky pass back towards Grant Smith when John Lewis was there chasing things down and. It was just that players being asked to be ball-playing centre-backs when they're perhaps not ball-playing centre-backs and it's not their, you know, not their, what they're comfortable with doing. So, yes, it, yeah, I think you've um, touched on a good point there. Can I express my um, upset and displeasure at Ben? saying shutting up shop and John Lewis and not making any kind oh, of wow. partner connection. Oh, wow. Can we can we edit that? No, no. We, I think we go back? your shame oh. should be on show for everyone oh. to see. What have you become, Ben Barrett? Take a long, hard look at yourself. That's what defeat does to Ben. <laughs> Honestly, it's been, it's been a, what, what a rubbish weekend. Ruins your weekend. I can't believe I'm missing John Lewis shot puns. I know. That's it. That 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 has to be the low point, Ben. That has (laughs) to be the low point. It's like a Malachi Linton penalty miss, that one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Come down with snow on it, that. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm that's, I mean, I might as well call it a day. I'm done. If I can't can't spot that. Right. Okay. So, what do we do? 
Do we put it all behind us? What more can we do, eh? <laughs> Can't dwell on it, can we? No. Well, but I think we, we do, I like think I, we I said earlier, have... we need. <laughs> Like I said earlier, they need to use it and, you know, and I think it's not just the players, you know, that's the manager and the staff. They need to look and think, you know, why has this happened? Which, you know, they will do. I think Chris Hargreaves said that, you know, no one's going to be looking at him more than him or looking at themselves more than anyone in the Hargreaves household than him. And I think it's um, that type of performance where it's like, this is, we need to reset we need to look at what we're doing because it was really not good enough, you know, and the yeah, overtime supporters, I know, you know, the vacuum of social media, everything gets a bit hostile, but they'll tell you what they think it at the stadium. If they're not happy and, you know, seven games into a season and there's booze at final whistle because it was that bad. Um, I still think there's maybe some, wider context around that because we've still got we've kind of got certainty have we on the pitch but we've still got uh, off the pitch sorry but we've still got you know an owner who's not games not that we necessarily want him at games but you know we've still got this cloud hanging over us and if the results don't come the clouds are going to get darker and darker and it is, you know, I think people have a right to, to question and a right to get answers because, you know, this council deal has been talked about, you know, that's going to unlock things, that's going to enable us to become self-sustainable, blah, 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 blah. But when? When is it going to, you know, if it's not going to be in, you know, the first six months after, then try and put a, try and put a time scale on it. So... People know, <laughs> people know, but I don't. I don't think there is a time scale. I think it's a. Well, if there was, you'd like to think the two opportunities we've given both the council and the club to tell us what's going on and what that time scale is. You'd like to think they'd have taken it, wouldn't you? But they, they, they haven't instead, and they've said, uh, "Yeah, we've got two point eight five million pound. We're not telling you where it's gone. Um, we're not going to tell you what we're doing with it, um, and you just have to sit there." Uh, but I mean, we know it's not yeah. that. We know it's not two point yeah, five million because yeah, half of it's gone to pay off the. Well, what has it? Has it? Well, yeah, is that where it's gone. Well, so, that was so, what John Clark said to us, wasn't he? So John yeah. Clark, that that, so, that so, had the MSP yeah. capital thing had to be settled for the deal to go through, and that was what the money was, or that that charge had to be taken off yeah. as a condition of the deal. Yeah, and who, so half who, of it's. So who took out who took out the uh, the loan with MSP Capital? Was that Yeovil Town or was that Scott Priestnell? Well, it was not Yeovil Town, was it? Well, there you go. So so why should Yeovil Town sold our stadium? I know this is a question that's been asked a million hey, times. This before. is this, this, this is like, this is this is like five months ago. Yeah, yeah this is... but but nobody's nobody's actually said that, have they? Nobody's actually said that that money has been used to pay off that debt. They said the debt has been paid off. Yeah. Yeah, but the council, the council have. Yeah, they? the council said it was a condition, a yeah. written in condition. Yeah. So we can assume, can we not, that that has happened? Otherwise, the deal wouldn't have happened. Well, uh, or, or so, or, or is it that Scott Priestman has found that money and paid it off himself, as the, would be the right thing to do? <laughs> That's the other option, isn't it? It is, but I think. 
pretty unlikely. I think you're asking uh, you're asking leading questions here, Dave. Well, yeah, well, they're, they're questions that I don't think have been answered. I don't think I don't think anyone's answered that question. I think there's a lot of assumption um, that's gone into whatever answer you think is there. But anyway, okay, we're going away from the uh, cheerful subject of a one nil defeat. <laughs> With it, yeah, and this is the type of conversation where you know these things are, people will start questioning because there'll be supporters in that ground who think that we've got two point eight million quid in the bank, and there'll be supporters like there was when the council deal first came up that people just thought it had happened and people thought the council owned the entire football club without you know and all of that, mm. but there'll be people out of the ground who think, you know. It's the same with the two point eight million. Where's Gavin Williams two point Where's <laughs> Michael McKindo two point It's it's the same as actually there was people commenting saying that you know you you did the thing about Stuart uh, Robbins, didn't you, Dave? And saying what three hundred forty grand? No, it's not. Even though we explained it, there were people after the fact saying three hundred forty grand. It's not. So yeah, I mean, uh, you you are you are right, Ian. There would have been people sat there in there having their pre-match pint in their green and white supporters. Oh, no, wait, sorry, they weren't in the bar, were they? Sorry. Um, so, yeah. There were I, some York City fans in there oh, doing that, but I don't think they were really bothered. All there for very long. Okay, brilliant. Um, so, it is, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, there is... We have seen, and I've had conversations at games with Stuart, and I've seen him talk to fans on buses, and talk to me and there was a there's a there's a thing in the program from the boardroom in the program with an update i imagine they talked about the new stand sponsor very nice got a new three deal three-year deal on the stand sponsor the hellier stand and the hospitality good that's a good thing covered up covered up the uh scoreboards that don't work anymore it's a good thing um so i imagine that's what that was about but can they be can they be published elsewhere for example can say they're in a program on a Saturday. Can they be republished online, social media, sent out as a press statement to whoever in Sundry on a Wednesday, for example? Just an idea. Just top of my head, not even part of my notes. Um, for example, I'm just trying to think of ways in which clearly people need to understand more. There's a lot of people who want a lot of other people to ask questions. And at some point, Someone's going to have to ask a question. You can't tell everybody else to ask questions. You've got to ask them your damn selves. We've tried and we've opened doors and we've got open invitations going, but it just feels like a very strange position on that. And that's what happens because then when you lose a game of football, everyone turns to the boardroom, to the you know empty padded seats and starts getting angry because that's where the anger still rumbles underneath from because everyone is still feeling last year a little bit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we lose a game of football, and instead of being angry at Chris Hargreaves for making unnecessary substitutions or getting his tactics wrong or for Linton missing a penalty, whoever it is, the immediate reaction is still to turn around and be angry at the board. And I think that's the way of football, though, isn't it? Oh, it, it is the way of that's, football. That's just the way of football. I, when Sturrock was in charge it, it, and it the is. fans, I remember it, we're all going to have a party when John Fry sells a club being chanted on the terraces because Paul Sturrock was not winning games. 
And I think there's an interview with Paul Sturrock after where he said, well, you know that they start when they start chatting for the owners to go, the owners are going to make a decision. So how do you how do you make that better? I've just I've just plucked an idea off the top of my head. That's one thing we can do. That's one thing that can be done. How do we get that better? I don't know. <laughs> win, win games. Win games of football. <laughs> win games of football, and then people stop caring. Is that what it is? Is that right? Is that? Okay? I think that's that... the way it's. That's the way it's been for a long time. If we don't get to the championship, I think things boil over a lot sooner than they. Sooner than they did. The things that went on through Norman Awood and John Fry's um, reign, like the division of the land, which is now obviously chickens that have come home to roost, aren't they? As the only reason that that didn't get any more traction than it did was because we were on our way to out the out the non-league and then into the championship and uh, and all the rest of it. Otherwise, that would have that would have boiled over a lot sooner than it did. And yeah, I, I thought you had an inside track on the development proposals then, Dave. Chickens I, coming home to roost. I thought he had an inside just track on chickens. Yeah, <laughs> just just I was just googling what Hellier Group actually do. As, Is um, it chickens? Uh, no, no, no. Something hmm. to do uh, spanning a range of domestic retail and uh, commercial property. Yeah, yeah, they 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 have uh, unwavering focus on shrewd investment char- uh, strategies, impeccable standards, and a shared worth work ethic i mean some of that sounds good doesn't it i'm all for shrewd investment strategies i'm trying to make an and an impeccable work ethic i'm trying to make an impeccable chicken joke and i'm struggling i'm, I'm <laughs> tired impeccable. pecking peck impeccable. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you got it is there anything else we want to talk about off the back of yesterday have we what, covered what happened with this green and white bar thing because i saw I assume it was you, Speedcoats. I assume it was you that said <laughs> um, you did this thing. Green and whites are opening a bar at the ground, and I went. I did. Oh, I did. That's really and- good. And I was. I was. I wrote it down. Yeah. I thought I'm going to need to talk about that because we want to praise things. And so the green and whites, we know how good they are. We know how awesome they are. And they have said we're going to run a bar for you. Yeah. Basically, great, amazing. So we you did this thing you did this thing i was at work i saw the article and, oh brilliant I'll, I'll give that a favorite and i'll mention that on the podcast because that's a good thing and we want to talk about good things and no sooner had you hit send <laughs> it was shut it was about to, it was about 20 minutes later i think yeah yeah and to be what honest with you I, I didn't realize it was shut either so uh, i was a little bit surprised when i looked I, I i got a notification through from i think it was deb saying well that's not what they just said and i'm like what huh yeah, because they 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 um, they'd opened it the week before, so the Dagenham game it had been it'd been open. Um, I think there was a bit of um, yeah, it was open at the Dagenham game. There were a few problems, let's like, uh, put it that way, um, at the Dagenham game. Teething, teething problems, yeah. But in the port cabin next to the uh, ticket office, there they had a little, a little bar going. I mean, it's not very not fancy, like can, cans in a fridge behind the. Um, you know, behind the bar, they had the, they had the, was it Liverpool, the early kickoff, Liverpool, Everton, I think. They had that on there. Um, so it opened. There was a load of, I was told there was a, a, a group of uh, York City fans who went in. Obviously, they'd had a long journey, so they turned up early. They went in and then it, the, I think the message that the Green and Whites put out was that it was issues to do with safety 
staffing issues or safety staffing issues, I think. As I understand it, people who were working in the bar were asked to go and man other parts of the stadium, possibly the turnstiles, um, and therefore there was not sufficient people inside the bar to be able to run it. Um, so there wasn't there wasn't enough volunteers to be able to uh, staff the stadium on a match day. I think it was basically what it boiled down to. My frustration was, as you've said, it's a group of volunteers, the green and whites, who are, you'll, you'll never hear me say a bad word about the um, about a green and white supporters club because the amount of good work that they do, uh, in comparison with, um, you know. And uh, we we pray, we've praised lots of people who volunteer. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're doing this voluntarily, aren't we? Promoting the um, promoting things like that bar. I mean, that yeah. took me ten minutes on a Saturday when I could have been doing something. I probably couldn't have been doing something better, but <laughs> but um, but I did it anyway. So, but it's volunteers. It's it's basically there's no setup cost. There's there's nothing. It's it's money to be made there, isn't there? And we know that people want places to go and uh, have a drink before the game. So that seems like a gift gift of an opportunity there. There were people coming in. There were away fans in there. It should have been a good opportunity to do something. I'm not saying the place was packed out with people, but it, it, how are you going to get this thing started if suddenly you said, oh, no, we need you to, you volunteer number two, you need to go over there and do something, do something else. Why haven't we got, other people to do those kind of things. Why aren't those things in place? Surely turnstile operators should be something that you should know. We can either turnstile operator there, 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 and there. And we've got Jody, Jackie, and Johnny. <laughs> Don't know why they all begin with J, but to, to, to do that. I mean, like I say, maybe there's a reason. Maybe people got struck down with some terrible flu and they um and they, they couldn't all God, come not in, again. But- I know, yeah, terrible flu, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it just seemed it frustrated me. Hence the little uh, outburst uh, on uh, on social media there. But there we go. If Dave had three legs, that'd be a three-footed tackle. That would be a three-footed tackle. Yes. Wow. Well, it seems it seems simple. Volunteers try to do something good, um, and you know, circumstances prevail against them i'm sure i'm sure it'll be my fault somehow i'm uh, sure some yeah, yeah somehow i'll be well, uh, it's because you weren't volunteering mate that's what it was exactly yeah you should have been there. there yeah i should have been in there rather than just trying <sighs> to promote it but there we go we love you green and whites <laughs> <laughs> should we take some questions i need a drink does anyone know where i can get one <laughs> I, if, you, if you can find a set of keys i can unlock the bar <laughs> yeah they're at old Tringham, aren't they yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just in front of the press box, not allowed to walk in front of. Right, so as ever, after a poor loss, lots of questions. Tinged cool. with disappointment and whinge. Whinged. Whinged. <laughs> Damn it, you're too quick. Tinged to... with whinge. Um, we'll start with a good one though from Clevo, which doesn't have a whinge. Uh, is he accusing me of having a pipe dream? No, so I don't know if you saw the. <laughs> you and I had a pipe dream. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you both saw this yesterday. So Shep the Mallet AFC <laughs> tweeted in the 76th minute 
of their FA Cup match, uh, Blackfield keeper is sent off for urinating in the hedge. Never seen it before. Nil nil. Hashtag town called Mallet. Um, can I just can I just give absolute credit for that that hashtag hashtag town called Mallet? <laughs> that is absolute genius. That's my favourite bit about that whole tweet. <laughs> Um, my favourite bit is the nil-nil. Like it needed a score update <laughs> at the end of it. It's still nil-nil though. Like, Did it have a red circle emoji? <laughs> no, red card. No, um, <clears throat> no emojis. Uh, Clevo asks, is this up there with the strangest sending offs? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah it definitely is. It's, it's very top. I don't know. Very few people have ever been sent off for having their appendage out. <laughs> Did... um. <laughs> Can you remember when Jens Lehmann, this is a bit of a Jens Lehmann podcast now, isn't it? Can you remember when he, uh, didn't he go for a wee behind an advertising hoarding? When he was playing at like top flight in in the Bundesliga. What, in the stadium? Yeah, during a game, he went, he hopped over, <laughs> went for a slash behind the hoardings and then jumped back <laughs> over again. Well, when you got to go, you got to go, I suppose. Uh, I don't know if he got booked for it or not, but yeah, do you, uh, that sticks out for me. Um, but yeah. it's, hey, 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 no, come on. It's like it's out for him as well. Maybe it's a goalkeeper thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's not a goalkeeper thing. It's, it's Jens Lehmann now. Well, the uh, two stories we've got of football players urinating are both goalkeepers. So that's 100% of the time. Gary Lineker did poop himself on the pitch. So there you go. He never gets reminded of that either. Does no, he? exactly. Um, um, the strange red card. Remember when Eden Hazard got sent off for kicking the ball boy, <laughs> and the ball yeah. boy is now like a millionaire. Is he? He's like he's like a like a he sources rare trainers for rappers, right? And he's like mm. makes fortunes. He was on like a like a Forbes under twenties millionaire watch list or something recently. Does he want to invest in a football club? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And also, if he could volunteer as a ball boy in additional times as well, that'd be great. We don't have them anymore. Well, because we can't, we haven't got any volunteers, clearly. <laughs> if the green and whites uh, could make their way around after finishing off in the turnstiles, that'd be brilliant. Here's one when I was a kid, or they every game there would be a different team, like a local football club would be the ball boys. Did they not have for the game? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I saw a Facebook from a friend of mine that I used to play with that the Ilminster Town under-12s were there yesterday. Waving flags. Waving flags and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. That I never is got cool. to do that when I played for Ilminster. No? You didn't score enough goals. Well, um, well did. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, so we, I was a ball boy when I played for Lige United under-10s. Um, was on the side of the pitch as a ball boy. And you know, I'm sure there's plenty of kids' teams around. There's a opportunity. Oh, I like that we get kids' teams in. I think that's cool. So fair play to whoever organised that. Okay, James Drew. Why has creating scoring goals been a problem for years? Where is Marcus Stewart? Was it just a PR stunt? Marcus Stewart was there on Saturday, wasn't he? I didn't see Marcus Stewart. Foxy sent me a picture. Asking me about somebody in, <laughs> no, we're not going back to no, no, um, uh, of uh, of the dugout, and uh, I'm sure he said it's the guy by Marcus Stewart. All right, I think Marcus I couldn't, I couldn't tell, I couldn't see. Um, yeah. I'm gonna 
play the currency card there. You're going to say you're going to use miles <laughs> a long way away. Um, but I did see him on my lap round Hewish Park with Rob Manley a week or so ago. Yep. Had a little peer through the gates because people were on the pitch and he was there on the pitch. So he's around. I think he's he's part time. So perhaps yeah. his other roles elsewhere uh, take up his Saturdays if he wasn't there. I don't know. Is James um, suggesting that the two should be connected? That our problem with scoring goals and Marcus Stewart stick him is up he, front. Don't call it a comeback. Is it that what we're talking about? <laughs> stick him up top. Can't, yeah. do any, can't, can't do any worse. Can't yeah. do any worse. We need that brain. Yeah. Um, well, um, yeah. I mean, scoring goals when when you've got a goal scorer is a, is a really easy thing to do, isn't it? Reese Murphy um, being a recent example of that. A recent example. Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay, Clevo, this one's a whinger. Um, when <laughs> is Scott Priestnell going to do his long-awaited interview? And as paying supporters, do you feel entertained? I do not entertain. Whilst I appreciate it is results-based industry, we also have to entertain the casual fan or they won't return. Is Hargball a myth? Whoa, There's a lot of questions in there. A lot, there, lot of questions in there. Right. You didn't accuse me of having a pipe dream at any point there. <laughs> um, you do the first one because the first bit is very, very simple to answer, isn't it? I don't know. There you go. And that the offer... Open. There you go. Right, move on. Don't care. Next okay. bit. As paying supporters, do you feel entertained? So I've got some. I've got some stats here. Have you? Right. Can I? Can I make a point before you squash me down with stats? No. Okay. Yes, you can. Okay. Yes, you can. Um, I feel like a bit of a mug because I did three of those first four games, and I was singing it from the hills, wasn't I? <laughs> I was singing it from the hill. Stick with this side. We were brilliant for the last 20 minutes. We were brilliant against Barnet. We absolutely deserved all We're going to smash someone. We're going to beat someone 7-0 before long. <laughs> so I just want to say a huge thanks to everyone for making me look like an absolute pleb. <laughs> Thank you very much. The words of Mr. Saal D2022. Uh, stat me up, please, Perkins. I was getting flashbacks so that I heard you say that on uh, the podcast. And I was getting flashbacks to... Um, 2021 where we all thought we were going to smash someone and then it never happened um i've got another stat about that when there's a question later on uh so since we've been doing the sir the the man of the match poll and asking people if they are entertained so the altringham game an average of 5.1 out of seven it's fairly entertained barnet 5.39 5.39 out of 7. We were so good against Barnet. Dagenham and Redbridge, 4.42. Got the job done. <laughs> Wildstone, 3.38. Penalty still coming down. York, 2.02. Oof. An average of 4.06. So slap bang in the middle. People feel entertained over the course of the season. But definitely a chart that is on the downward trend based on the last two fixtures. I'm still imagining Clevo stood in the Coliseum screaming, no, you're not in today. <laughs> um, and is hardball a myth? I don't know. Well, I, I think it is a myth. And I think Hargreaves ball is, uh, <laughs> is not a myth. I think we need a longer sample set before we can um, yeah. talk about whether it's a myth or not. I think he's probably got a philosophy and not quite being executed. This is all becoming very... 
sort of ancient Greek, isn't it? <laughs> Mythology, ah, philosophy. We got Are You Not Entertained from these chariots. That's 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 Roman, to be fair. But yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Father Jerry... to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. <laughs> I shall have my vengeance. <laughs> All right, Dave, you've seen the movie. We get it. <laughs> Andrew Cleave, Commander of the North. You remember, you remember the lines from the movie. Um, <laughs> Joey Jennings. That's it. That's all I know. Uh, seeming our so-called owner won't get, won't talk to you guys or the fans, what would you like to say to him if you get the chance? And also, what do you think his Mildred selection would be? I'm going to say he probably looks in the reduced section rather than spending them pennies. Yeah, but do you know what he does after he, he looks in the reduced section? He puts it in a waitress bag. <laughs> Sells it for more. <laughs> Built a house on it. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a hell of a sandwich if you can build a house on it. I have to say, but, yeah. great bread. Um, what would I say to Scott? I've already, I've already um, told him what I'd say to him. I've already asked my question tonight, haven't I? I, you, I okay, you think you've given me the answer. I've got a semi-serious answer here, if that's okay. When he did his little chat to four men and the dog in the Alex Stock. And he said a line that stuck with me more than any other line that he said. He said that he admitted that at points he felt disenchanted with the football club and he promised that that would change. I would ask him, why hasn't that changed? How can it change? And it needs to change. That's one genuine serious answer. There you go. Okay. Um, I'd say... I don't know what I'd say. I need to open our document of questions. <laughs> we did have a lot of questions yeah. for him. But, um, yeah, well, if, you, if if I could speak to him now, I'd say, when are you coming on the podcast, mate? When are you coming on to chat? <laughs> you know we got say, loads of questions. Do you know what I would say to other people who want to know about what he thinks? Chairman at YTFC.net. He does have an email address. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Like I say, I, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable that people have questions. You're allowed to ask them and then tell people that you've asked these questions. Send the email and say, I've written it in this very polite, professional manner, blah, 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 blah. Here are the questions I've asked. I've sent it off today. I've asked for acknowledgement of receipt of these questions and do it that way. That's the way to do it for some people. We've offered him the, the option to come and speak to us. He's, he's blanked us twice. He knows where we are. There we go. Uh, John Tosaurus, in light of Malachi Linton's rather awful penalty, what was the worst penalty you've ever seen taken for Yeovil or against Yeovil and by who? For me, it was the Ishmael Miller penalty against Leeds. Correct answer. Well, actually, Ben, can I say Francois Zoko in, okay. the, in the FA Cup replay? Mostly worse because Here you and go. I then had to drive go. all about the Leeds afterwards. <laughs> we did, and it cost us Everton in the next round. But I've got a personal reason for the Ishmael Miller one. Because my wife, nice. my wife was in the frigging away end. Uh, <laughs> we were one nil up. Kevin Dawson? Kevin Dawson scored the opener? I think it was Kevin Dawson. Was that the windy day? That was windy day. Stephen Warner was scored yeah, from the halfway exactly. line. Exactly. If we go two nil up in that game, we go on and beat Leeds for the only time in our history. <laughs> We've never beaten Leeds. I've never had the bragging rights. Here at Barrett, Casa del Barreto. 
Never have I had <laughs> the bragging rights. I am just once. That's all I want. I want them in the FA Cup. Just once. So I agree with you, John Tosaurus. That was horrendous. It's still coming down with snow on it. It's in orbit. And I I I don't like that 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 day. There was another day where we couldn't play in the wind, wasn't it? No, oh, yeah. We just tried to hoof it every time. Marek Steck taking goal kicks and then just coming back into his own 18-yard box. Can I can I tell you about a penalty that I did enjoy against us, which feels really weird to say I enjoyed because what? it's a yeah. So, but it, no, it it didn't go in. Oh, okay. When Gareth Stewart saved Paddy Madden's. Okay. That was good. I mean, we love Paddy, and we don't say a bad word about him, but that was yeah, I enjoyed that. Was that after he signed from Oldham? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone has to tell Darren where he's got to go to Portsmouth tomorrow. <laughs> and, and- uh, Go on, go on, Dave. No, you go on. Finish your no, joke. No, just going to say and blame Darren Sal for getting us relegated from the football. Oh, league. yeah. <laughs> for, for context, ladies and gentlemen, there's a YouTube clip called The Rise and Fall of Yeovil Town doing the rounds on social media. It's relatively interesting. It tells us nothing that we didn't already know. But they did say that despite the uh, appointment of Darren Sal, they couldn't stop us uh, going out of the football league. And Darren Sal, to be fair, didn't stop us out of going to the football league. He didn't. He, Disgraceful. Because he wasn't employed. Um, so, yes, there was a, a few glaring errors in that video. But hey, we'll uh, speaking of Paddy, the OG says, I oh. went to Wildstone away and York at home. Why yeah. bother going to watch any other games this season? Which Coates has responded to on Twitter with a, because uh, you never know which top folks you might meet, Paddy. I don't know who he's talking about. Presumably the people in behind on this picture. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Paddy getting, me getting the opportunity to meet Paddy. That's right. Oh, I mean. okay. Okay. Uh, Josh, Joshua Frank Pitt asked, without wanting to be negative to anyone at the club, well, what would you change to make a better match day experience? Cheaper tickets, kids go free, free program with a meal deal. Interested to hear what you would change if you were in charge of the match day experience. I feel like we've had this conversation in the past. Yeah, have you had it recently? I don't, yeah, we've we've done this, haven't we? Coatsy wrote an article about it last season, didn't you? Give me I a damn skill, some... Ali. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't feel like I'm in a position to comment on the match day stuff mm-hmm. at the moment because I haven't actually experienced it through doing the, the commentary. So um maybe I'll try and get to some games where I I'm not on commentary and do it properly. Um, maybe. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if, like, I've started so I'll finish. Um, we, we believe that there are things in place. There are plans afoot, maybe, of some description. It would be cool if we could be told what these plans were in a public forum. Yeah. There you go. That's Can I say, it. one of my favourite match day experiences, and obviously all mine, a lot of my come away from home than anything was going to Grimsby Grimsby this is probably like three or four three seasons ago it's when we were in the football league anyway um so it's got to be quite a few seasons ago yeah that's like um, four seasons ago yeah yeah, yeah. um uh but we went uh round the back of the of the away terrace and they were just like was Jens Lehmann there on a piss (laughs) no he wasn't (laughs) um there was a there was just like a little bar in there 
and it was it, it did basically look a bit like a lots of breeze blocks I'm gonna say it looked like a toilet but that's probably a bit unfair it was it was a relatively small room and it was all breeze blocks but they decked it out they put you know how they put scars from all the different teams that come to see him and all the rest of it and there were some nice blokes um uh uh, you know, serving behind the bar. There was a game of football on. There were there were supporters, Yeovil supporters, and um, Grimsby supporters in there as well. And everyone was uh, just having a having a good time. And that, to me, it wasn't flashy. It wasn't. Oh my goodness! Look at this match day. It's really like going to what I understand Tottenham's new ground is like with um, you know, pints that pour themselves from the bottom of the pint or something like that. But the um, uh, but it was just. Nice, simple, relatively easy to do. We know that there are places at Hewish Park where such things could could exist. I'm not just talking about port cabins. There's um there's there, there's other places as well. It would be lovely to think that there's that kind of environment where fans could mingle to mingle together. I know we never allowed it in the in the marquee, did we? They weren't allowed away fans in there. But yeah, I like that that kind of. I know you have to be a bit careful with some groups of supporters, but I think in our division, by the York City fans, they they, they didn't sound like there was any troublemakers amongst them. It would have been lovely to see them come and (sighs) mingle with um, uh, with their fellow fans. But um, yeah, so that something like something like that, some some kind of social opportunity, I would say. Maybe maybe these are part of the plans. I'm sure yeah, we'll yeah, find exactly. out one day. Yes, and people can tell us. The plans are there. Let's hear um, the plans. <clears throat> Bring on the plans. <laughs> uh, Chris Fox, what the hell are we going to do to actually get some creativity in midfield we desperately miss? All right, Foxy. Chill. Change the shape. Change the shape. Change the shape. Need Change the shit. Oh, sorry. Four, three, three. Four, <laughs> three, three. <laughs> there you go. Jimmy out wide. Fish through <laughs> the middle. <laughs> Charlie on the right. <laughs> this is. It's, in, know, it's I, even in a song. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> a I feel like, winger. I feel like I'm joining some kind of cult now. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah. Glover's cult. Um... <laughs> Welcome to the Glover's cult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Debs asks, do we give Chris Hargreaves until after the Chesterfield game, match 10, or should we be looking at a replacement already? Second question, will SP do long away at interview? Third, who's going to Woking? So we've answered the second. What do we think about the first? There was a lot of, um, was there a lot of noise about the manager on social media, wasn't there, after the game? The usual, more. <laughs> the usual post-match, we've lost a game. Yeah, so... He's got to go. Um, no, um, no, we, we we stick with him. Um, I think he, I think he just needs to go back to keeping it simple. Going back to to, to what gave us a couple of good performances early on. Um, I have no desire to remove the manager, even even going into Chesterfield. No, no. If you're getting tonked five nil every game, yeah, yeah. Then I think. Do you think about it? But. Oh, it is a difficult thing because I don't what well, I don't feel like I don't feel like we or anyone else really should be the arbiter of when people are allowed to say what they want to say. If people yeah. think the manager should go, then 
that's their opinion. Like that's why we do this podcast because we have our opinions and you know, we've just got a bit of a platform to do it. And I think it's fair enough that people aren't happy. Um, I die. My personal opinion is that it's nowhere near that sort of time. Um, I can't find the question we had earlier, but someone asked about um, what's the worst start you can remember. And in 2021, we went 11 league games without a win. We didn't win until we beat Bromley on my birthday on the 8th of December. Yeah. But we did, this season started later that season, didn't it? Well, it did, yeah, but still 11 games without... Yeah, but when you said the 9th of December or whatever it was, it was like... Yeah. He, was just, he, he was just getting it in so we remember his birthday. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. But yeah, we, we, we sort of like drew, but we drew five and lost... Yeah, that was that was that was Kings Lynn 2 2 Wilson 2 2 Wrexham turned up Halifax. What oh god, that was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Geez. And at that point, there was people we'd got through getting shouted. There was people shouting down people on social media mm-hmm. about sacking the manager, and I think we probably didn't think that was right in that situation either. But you know, if I just I don't think you know, I Stick by the Green Day rule, but I don't think we should oh, hold. Ev- oh, I don't think we should hold everyone else to the Green Day rule, should we? Like if you're not happy, you're not happy. I think after you know, in the personal tapes, we were told managers from the former managers from the Premier League had applied, and you know, we spoke to Jamie McAllister. We knew Jamie McAllister had applied for it, and I think you know that wasn't a rumor. That was straight from the horse's mouth. Um, on that Legends game day, he told us he hadn't got the job. I think, I don't know. I think people were, can be disappointed. People can feel that, what they want to feel. And I can understand and appreciate why people aren't happy because there was the opportunity for a club legend to come back and work a bit of magic. And, you know, all along we said this was, it's, this is Priestnell's man. And, the results, if the results don't come, people are going to get even more frustrated because of the situation. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's, it's it's time yet. I do think we need a lot more York City performances for us to think yeah. something needs to change here. Dave, you're, um, you're old. Do you remember any poor um, <laughs> starts of the season in the black and white era? Uh, not in the black and white era, but I did have a bit of a look through um, for our... Your old se- diaries. Yeah, exactly, yeah, which were written on, on slate with uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex printing. It's some wallpaper off and taken exactly. it's all on the there. etchings. So, <laughs> so um, uh, uh, t- looking at our first seven games, so 2005, 6, 9, 10... Uh, t- ele- uh, 10, 11 and 11, 12 we won one, drew two and lost three of our first seven games so that was equally not a, not an overly um, excitable uh, start of the season 15, 16 season we won two, drew nine and lost five as you say the worst one is definitely that 20 to 21 season where we won none Drew five and lost two of our first um, first seven games. So yeah, there's definitely been a few where 
I think we won we won on the first game of the season and then we didn't win again until the end of September. So yeah, there's there's definitely been a few where that, we've uh, had dodgy seasons start of season. That eleven twelve season is grim. Mm, yeah. Jeez. That's that Stefan Stam. Oh, was that the season before? Was that a couple of seasons before? This was the, one of the Skivo seasons, isn't it? It was the, it's the Skivo, Skivo's last full season, wasn't it? Because obviously mm. 12 13 was decidedly better. The 4 3 at Preston, that was Anthony oh. Edgar running the joint, wasn't it? <laughs> um, the puppeteer. God, he was yeah. good for 90 minutes of his entire career. <laughs> but then I'm just looking then. So we beat Wickham 1 0. Lost, 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 drew, lost, drew, drew, lost, drew. It was only when Hereford turned up in the FA Cup did we win a game, but then we didn't win another league game for a while after that either. Uh, and that we, was don't, fl- we don't and get rid of managers, year. do we? We don't get no. rid of managers historically. No, we don't. They walk. <laughs> Darren yeah. Sell, I think Sturrock was the only one who... Hobbled. Oh, sorry, no, okay. Who, Darren, um, Darren Way? Oh yeah, of course, Darren Way. Yeah. yeah. Russell Slade. <laughs> yeah. So apparently we do get rid of managers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> occasionally. <but laughs> we got rid of Russell Slade when we were the former turned. I think Russell Slade's an extenuating circumstance in this. Yeah. But you know, historically, Darren Sarr went on bad runs. We didn't get rid of him. Darren Way went on plenty of terrible runs until we actually finally got rid of him and it was too late. And getting the new contract. Skiver apparently went on some bad runs too, and we never. Yeah. Because he was Skiver. Yeah. 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 Uh, just looking for if there's any other questions. There's one. There's one that's arrived nine minutes ago. Who says probably a bit late? You're not Jason Carpenter. You're bang on time. <laughs> um, but with goals at a premium at home and away, which is a bad combo, um, is Hargreaves making the best use of Staunton and Wakefield? We've had this chat. <gasps> we preempted you, Jason. If not, how do you set up a team that uses Staunton and Wakefield best? Do your chant again, please. 4-3-3. Four, 4-3-3. Three, three. Four, three, three. Thanks, Jason. Really appreciate your question. Charlie down the right. Charlie down the right. <laughs> Star man playing on the right. <laughs> yeah. Silky winger is just what we need. Yeah. Um, it's not going to get any easier, is it, next week, by the way? <laughs> I know this is Thursday's podcast, but I'm not on Thursday's podcast, so I'm going to mention it. But it's going to be fun next weekend, isn't it? Mm. It's him, him, and him, and him, and him, and the other guy, and the other one, the one that we wanted, and the one that we didn't, and the other one, and the fella. Do we talk about, do we think that's a must win? Or for who? (laughs) Well, for Yeovil Town. I tell you what, it's, it's probably a must not lose but I'm not sure what happens if we do lose. I'm not sure there's any... If we lose, we lose. But at the same time... It <laughs> if fits. we lose, we do lose. We do. But I've, I've checked the, the, context, the context of it all... Yes, the context, it is it is important. And it becomes more important because of what's come before it. Again, I feel like I've played this, played this damn record already once today. Um, but if we've done what we should have done against Altrium, Wheelston, Barnet, yesterday doesn't matter, and we go into, into next week feeling fine. But we haven't, so we don't. We don't. <laughs> um, Feeling fine is definitely not the mood of this uh, podcast. <laughs> no. We've had a cu- couple of chuckles here and there. Um, <laughs> Daniel Harding asks: Any idea what has happened to the first summer, uh, first signing of the summer, Albert, also Krask slash Krask, 
Who have we got on who we have got on loan from Plymouth? Am I alone in thinking that playing with wingbacks is a disaster? Nope. Williams has lots to offer, but he's no wingback. Correct. To the chant. Four three three. <laughs> four three three. Um as Morgan for in the middle. Morgan in the middle. <laughs> as for Ulbert. Oh, right. Um Yeah, he's he's had an injury, isn't he? The manager has mentioned it in his um that he's got a he's got a slight injury. And Finley Craig Krask, he was asked about him as well, and I think he said he's got to wait his uh wait his chance, I think. Do we know what position he is? I think he plays anywhere across the defence, didn't he? Defender. Yeah. Centre. <laughs> But obviously now, we haven't seen the new lad Bevan, we haven't seen the new lad Dawes yet, we haven't seen Will Buse yet. Although, I mean, quick shout out for the penalty save from um, Grant Smith, Smith, by yeah. the way. That's that's keeping his number one shirt gushy for a little bit longer, isn't it? It's strange, isn't it? We've we've kind of, we've time touched on this before, but there's no reserves. We've got a buy in the first round of the Men's Premier Cup. We aren't in the trophy yet. We haven't got to qualify for the FA Cup or anything yet. How are we going to get these guys some football? Dude, does Olivier Albert need to go out and loan somewhere for a month? Can we loan players that we've got on loan anywhere? <laughs> but again, I, I haven't. Let's not get into youth loans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know whether or not he played for the under for for Plymouth B team or whatever. But yeah, uh, just a quick scan through these questions. I'm not sure there's any others that we've not answered um, on the hashtag. Okay, so I think we've. How's, how have, have you enjoyed this therapy session? Yeah, it's been all right. I mean, I I watched the Taylor Hawkins Foo Fighters concert last <laughs> night, so I, uh, I was, the game. <laughs> I quickly um yeah quickly moved on from the emotion of Yeovil Town to the emotion of something totally different. Um, then watched Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power thing, which is excellent for those who like a bit of fantasy. Ben, you yeah. need to get some sort of escapism into your life to leave we're not the talking behind. about uh downing two energy drinks one after another either <laughs> <laughs> and then eat you know what was it a golden syrup energy bar or something <laughs> no I had I had some apple and black blueberry porridge it's lovely yeah. um no it's fine I I listened I've had a, I've had a couple of cricket based days I've been doing the hundred at work I was listening to a couple of cricket podcasts that's how I turned off I, I, I stuck the cricket on instead far better I don't like cricket. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the way to end it, boys. Ah, oh, Coatsy, <laughs> you were meant to say I love it. <laughs> Never mind. Cheers, lads. Until next week. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal.